Councillors should have an agenda in front of them. Are there any additions to the agenda that was posted, Mr. Parker? Oh. Yes, we have five, uh, Your Worship. Mm -hmm. We have uh, a couple uh, proclamations. The World's uh, Cerebral Palsy Day and uh, under presentations. And the proclamation for Sisters in Spirit. That also will be under proclamation, okay. uh, under presentations. Um, under Point eight, point four, we'll have the request for decision for uh, Sisters in Spirit Walk. Okay. And then under nine, uh, Peace River Health Attraction and Retention Committee Skills Weekend Report. Uh, Deputy Mayor will give a quick report over the weekend of the, the progress of that wonderful activity. And then under 10, we will have the Peace Library Board uh, meeting highlights for September 15th. Okay, any deletions? There are no deletions, sir. So uh, I can get a motion to adopt the agenda as amended. I so move. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. Uh, that takes us to the minutes of September 10th, 2018, regular council meeting. Are there any corrections, adjustments, clarifications, deletions, etc. required there? I can move and it's uh, as presented to uh, your worship. All in favor, Councillor Neal, on this motion? Yes. Are there any public hearings, Mr. Parker? Chair Eisen, your worship. That takes us to presentations. So we have the, uh, the first one on the, on the agenda is Proclamation of Rail Safety Week. Is you, I understand you're, you have some proclamations ready for us. And there's uh, two others, I understand. Yeah, so if you want, I can uh, read them and then we can sign them afterwards. Okay, sure, go ahead. So, Rail Safety Week, uh, whereas it is in the public's interest to raise citizens' awareness on reducing avoidable accidents, injuries, and damage caused by collisions at level crossings or incidents involving trains and citizens. And whereas Operation Lifesaver is a public-private partnership whose aim is to work with the rail industry, governments, police services, the media, and other agencies, and the public to raise rail safety awareness, and therefore be it resolved that the mayor and council of the town of Peace River, Alberta, officially proclaims September 23rd to 29th, 2018, as Rail Safety Week in the town of Peace River. Okay. For that, we have cerebral palsy. Uh, so whereas cerebral palsy affects all levels of society and all levels of socioeconomic status, and whereas cerebral palsy affects an estimated 17 million people worldwide, and whereas the Cerebral Palsy Association in Alberta, CPAA, is a leader in advocating for persons with disabilities and is the primary center for providing programs, services, and information on treatments, resources, and services relating to cerebral palsy. Therefore, be it resolved that the Mayor and Council of the Town of Peace River, Alberta officially proclaim October 6, 2018 as World Cerebral Palsy Day in Peace River, Alberta. The third one, um, we have individuals here for it. We'll bring them up for a photo for the signing afterwards. Um, whereas, there are thousands of Aboriginal women who have disappeared or been murdered in Canada in recent decades. 
And whereas violence against Aboriginal women is rooted in systemic discrimination and representative of the severity of violence facing women, especially marginalized women, and whereas October 4th has been dedicated to honoring missing and murdered women since 2003 across Canada, and whereas families of missing and murdered women and community supporters will be coming together in solidarity on October 4th to call for action to end violence, Therefore, be it resolved that the Mayor and Council of the Town of Peace River do hereby proclaim October 4th, 2018 as Sisters in Spirit Day in the Town of Peace River. So I'll, uh, I'll sign it now. So we'll do the Sisters in Spirit one first. Okay. There's two copies there, one for us and one for that. Okay. Oh, there's somebody's iPhone here. What's that doing? Oh, yeah. Is it recording everything? Hard work. Okay. Thank you, everyone. I can't are we going to bounce things out and have a couple of people on the other side? Okay, so uh, yeah, it's a uh, very. Uh, one way for Elaine, please. Elaine. She's on the committee. Can you go over there, Elaine, just to balance things? Oh, they won't be on this side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I am at, uh, I'm very proud to uh, to proclaim uh, the Sister in Spirit uh, Day for uh, October the 4th, 2018. So hopefully the weather is, will be as good as it's been in past years. I'm worried about the spinach showing up on that. Cerebral palsy. And this is for rail safety week. Do you want photos of those two? No. There's no one here. Unless you need more filler. No, I'll use the interesting government pressure. We could do YouTube PSAs. YouTube PSAs. Thank you, Greg. Through the window, she's enjoying it quite well. 
believe that takes us to bylaws, Mr. Parker, and you have one. That is correct, Your Worship. Uh, this will be bylaw 2039, airport fee bylaw. Correct. Except it doesn't have the annoying message that says unidentified item in wait here. <laughs> we just assume you're being honest. <laughs> so, as you can see, we, we have no way to police this or, or keep track of things. Shy of someone sitting on the roof with a pair of binoculars and, and taking marks on paper. Um, so, we've streamlined things. We've changed the proposed uh, fees, would be $10 per landing. Period. There's no more reporting, there's no more AOF forms, there's no more arguing about what a passenger is. The only exception to this is with our scheduled carriers, where it's still $10 a person, which is very easy to police. We've never had a problem with our scheduled carriers reporting. It also provides us our numbers that we need for passenger numbers for our ACAP funding. That's easy to pass along to the passengers because it just goes on the ticket and they're not complaining at all about the rate um, as far as the airline that's currently scheduled goes. Uh, they're not the ones who I've been hearing from. Um, all in all, the base landing fees, the ones that are based on the weight of the aircraft, they've gone up only 4% and the financial impact to our overall revenues is nil. It's a zero dollar change. So what we're going to get out of this, it's going to be administratively easier to, to make happen. 
there's no more trying to make sure everyone's being honest and the honest ones falling behind. Um, and frankly, the, the helicopter companies and the aircraft companies should be thrilled because they don't have to deal with this anymore. Um, and overall, for most flights, they're actually going to see a reduction in their landing fees. Any questions? Uh, no questions, just a comment. I understand the price of oil will probably go to $100 by the end of this year, and uh, so you should expect to be a little busier. Well, if, if we need to amend it, I'll be back here in front of you again with a smile on saying, hey, good news, guys, we get to change this again. But uh, that's all. So, Will, I'm, oh, sorry, Vaughn. I'm, I, I mean, I read this more than once, and, and here I am reading it again and going, yeah, I still don't 100% get this. Um, other than the fiscal impact statement, which says it's virtually, it, it's, it's financially, financial impact is effectively zero. So all we're trying to do is change the administration of this. Is that kind of what I'm looking at? Uh, we're, we're changing the way that these structured. So in the past, um, if you landed in your helicopter right. and you have four people on board, I would expect you to pay me $40 plus the landing fee of $15. Right. We're going to change that. So now when you land in your helicopter with four people on board, I expect you to pay me the $15.60 landing fee and 10 bucks flat. I don't care if you have 100 people strapped to the side of your helicopter or nobody in it. It's $10. So it's just simplified for everyone involved. They know exactly what they should expect to pay. There's no more, oh, this guy didn't show up, or oh, I forgot to fill out the paperwork, so it's going to be a zero. Just $10. <coughs> yeah, so you just streamlining So, if I you, so the, the Renegade Rotary Helicopter Companies that choose not to use our airport because they're all cheap, any chance we can get them to come back on because of this reduction? As I understand it, talking with Forestry after our last meeting where we ran into this issue, um, Forestry expects those helicopters to pick them up at the airport. Great. Thank There's you. very rare chances where that doesn't happen if, you know, time's a real issue. So perhaps in time with this reduction, those companies might migrate back because you're going to get forced into a contract arrangement if they're working for Forestry. That's what I'm thinking. Good. Thank you. Uh, when we when you first presented, uh, a while back we were talking about uh, the helicopters and uh, landing with landing and taking off within the, the airport as a movement is that is that been addressed uh, when, when they move from one spot to another on the airfield yeah you mean, yeah so I've, I've confirmed with the tower they are not being built for that um, so the, the company that brought that forward I believe that was a misunderstanding but I have confirmed 100% they are not being built if they move from their hangar lot to a different spot on the apron or from one side of the apron to the other. There's no, we're not charging them for that. Yep. Again, math not being my strong suit. Can you walk me through two scenarios? One, a medevac flight in and out difference to that, and also one of our uh, scheduled flight, single flight in and out. What difference? Okay. Not a problem, counselor. <clears throat> Pardon me. So the medevac, um, the previous fee was $24.50. They did not pay an airside operations fee in any way, shape, or form before. Um, the only difference to them, we've added the airport operations fee of 
the flat ten dollar fee and a four percent increase to the landing fee itself. No, it's just the landing fee. It's one way. Um, so that's the medevac. The medevac flight ultimately um, increases by ten dollars and ninety eight cents per landing. Um, so a scheduled service King Air. The old fee was $71 altogether. That was $21 in landing fee and $50. And we're assuming five passengers on the schedule, but that's the example I happen to have in front of me. Uh, and we're expecting five passengers, so it's $50 in AOF fees. The, the new price is $71.84. It's exactly the same as it was with a 4% increase on the landing fee. So we're still charging scheduled passengers $10 a head. It's added to their ticket, and it's gone from $21 to $21.84 on the actual landing portion. So on a on a medevac again for a medevac company, what kind of the average and I know you've got no one to identify which one an A B C D or E, but from my understanding, toss out a number that would be in a ballpark for a medevac program. Sorry, how many medevac an average medevac number of landings per month. Oh now you're asking hard questions. Do you have that down here you Um in Peach River, do you mean? Yeah. Um, so if I'm, I'm just going to go back to the RFP that AHS issued. I believe they identified around 1,300 back movements in Peace River in any one year. So that'd be 110 miles approximately. So the increase on a medevac flight is how much overall? Uh, uh, approximately $10. $10? So 100000 So basically an increase, potential increase around $1,000 a month. So I'll mention a couple of things about that. Sorry to interrupt. I'll mention a couple of things about that if I may. Um, those fees are transferable back to AHS. Right. So the provider of the medevac service um, can claim them as an expense and can get um, recoveries on those. Uh, second, medevac flights, and this was probably an oversight under the previous bylaw, um, were not charged in AOF. And in AOF, we need to consider as part of the uh, usage of the facility, not just the terminal, but the, entirety of the, the entirety of the airport. Um, and even though the people that use a medevac, um, they may only use, like, come on at a hangar area and whatnot, maybe use taxi and take off, don't necessarily use a terminal, um, we're trying to capture um, right. that fee within the entirety of our structure. I think it's entirely reasonable, thank you. So what are you looking for? So our recommendation, uh, option one, the council proceeds with the first, second, and third readings of bylaw number 2039 and rescind bylaw 1997 effective January 1st, 2019. This will allow us time to notify all airport users of the change. Great. So your worship, last thing. So we went up four percent. So we like. I mean, I guess that's why I was so confused because the numbers just seemed like, well, two things. Why haven't we done this before? And is why 4%? Okay. Um, when we looked at this two years ago, first off, I was brand spanking new here. So my knowledge and experience with this airport and its particular traffic pattern weren't there to make this kind of change. Um, now that I've been here for a few years, I can see where, where things really are. We're receiving a lot more vocal feedback on the, the AOF charge, so it's really pushed us to, to take a hard look at how we can compensate. The 4% was chosen specifically so that we can make this change and have it be a wash, so that it is not an increase, it is, we're not losing money, it is 
a flat read overall to our budget. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay, I need a motion. I'll go first reading. Okay. All in favor of first reading to you make, make this effective January 1st, 2019. Okay, that's passed. Second reading, Mr. Needham, all in favor. I need a motion to go to third reading. Mr. Ford, all in favor. I need a motion for third reading. Mr. Needham, uh, Mr. Good, all in favor. Passed, over and done with. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, well, good, good work, Will. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to rescind by law. 19. Uh, I think that is. Uh, yeah, that is part of automatically. Yes, you are sure. Okay. We're at unfinished business. There's, uh, I don't want you to have a draft strategic plan, so we want to adopt it. Uh, it should be as pretty well as discussed. Uh, three or four weeks ago at the last uh, priorities of governance. Your Worship, uh, on the ski hill, it says um, 2018. Can we change that date? Where is that one? Hang on. Are you responsible for the ski hill? I was on the ski hill. What time is that? This one? Page 8. Page 8. Thank you. Because I totally missed that. It says build a financial sus sustainability plan for the regional ski hill. And then my name was beside it for 2018. I feel like I'm cutting it a little close. Yeah, sure you was. <laughs> and you can rely on staff like Tanya Bell. Okay. We can make it 2019. That would be uh, much appreciated. <coughs> if we get that finished in 2018, we'll just take it as a check mark. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, oh, you're going on this under-promise and over-deliver. Is that your... <laughs> you know, I feel okay with that plan. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but you know, there's, uh, I think there's a famous author that said, reach for the stars or else... No, reach for heaven or else... No, Shoot for the moon and you land among the stars. Yeah. Uh, is it something like that? I thought it was a little more eloquent than that. I feel like that's a good one. Thanks, Byron. And that doesn't count as a firearms reference for your bet. <laughs> but that did. <laughs> we'll convene a board. Okay, but anything else? I did change for people's consideration the vision. Uh, the, the vision? Yes. So, um, the vision used to be uh, to be the community of choice in the region, and this vision has been uh, in this draft plan. Is our vision is that the town of Peace River be the number one community in Alberta in which to raise a family. So do we want that to be our vision? That defines our future and provides a target to focus in. Do you want to go back to the old one, or do you have something else you want to propose? And then we, nobody has vision. I like the old one. The, the community of choice. Community of choice. In Alberta, we could say in Alberta. If we want to expand our scope. Okay. Anyone else? 
city of choice sounds good to me. Okay. Works for me. I'm working on making it the safest one. Okay. Uh, so our vision is that the town of Peace River be the. Or do we have who else wants to weigh in here? The community of what choice? Of choice in the region. Community choice period. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I've heard from four, so you guys don't count it. Where would you want to do? Your Worship, I when I dug into this, I went right into the strategic initiatives, and oh. I missed that you had changed position. You're a detailed person. Is that what you're trying to Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I did not realize that we had changed that. Okay. So this is my first time noticing that. Deputy Mayor? Of choice, my money. Okay. Well, we need to change that. And uh, page eight, right? Which was where's the page eight second from the bottom? Enhancing the change civil relations. Three amendments to that. So, uh, do you have any? Uh, so, a motion to adopt the strategic plan as amended. Amended. This, uh, Mr. Scammerhorn. All in favor? Done. Okay. We're under new business. Uh, <coughs> looks like another request for decision grants to groups. Peace River Chamber of Commerce and TEDx Grand Prairie. Uh, and pardon? I see the second one also is the Peace River Women's Shelter. So are, are we dealing with one and two together? Or? Uh, yes, Your Worship. When we initially prepared these, um, we had two different staff members uh, prepare and we're going to present separately. Okay. Um, but I'll be presenting. so. We could do this as a threefer if you want to consolidate them, or um, but I'll speak to the uh, in the order on the agenda. So I'll do the Chamber of Commerce, the TEDx, and then the uh, uh, Women's uh, Shelter. Uh, so Council received some grants to groups applications. 
and these groups were here a couple weeks ago to um, discuss their ideas, go over their proposals, and answer questions from council. Uh, we've incorporated uh, those types of uh, responses within their applications, and staff are making a couple recommendations um, based on that. So the first recommendation that we are I'm putting forward to council is that we recommend council provide $3,000 in funding um, as requested by the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce to assist with costs associated with holding their small business dinner on October 17, 2018. Uh, the second item is the TEDx Grand Prairie. Uh, their request was $20,000 for an event in Peace River. Um, the planning was a little bit lacking and it's uncertain whether the, the project would, would be able to go ahead or not. Uh, so staff felt it was... Um, I was under the impression it was 5000 No. No, the request was $20,000 of their $150,000 total project. Um, so recommendation... Recommend, the recommendation is administration recommends the council uh, provide 2,000 in funding to the TEDx Grand Prairie, um, and that's upon confirmation that the event um, has or, or is occurring with a high degree of certainty. Um, that amount is consistent with what we provided uh, groups in the past. I know it's considerably less than their request, um, and it's probably in line with what the Grassy Group um, fund could afford which right now is $39,000 in change that has been allocated from 2018. Okay. So I don't know if you want me to go over the third yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the third one's a little trickier. It's the uh, Women's Shelter, uh, Peace River Regional Women's Shelter Society came in and they advised council that they have received a considerable uh, funding opportunity from a, an agency that I don't think has been uh, publicly announced yet. I think we owe them our, our grants group application, but I'm not going to do so again. Um, and they were looking for um, a total of $350,000 from the community, uh, whether it's municipalities, community associations, or other type groups, to um, do a $1.2 million expansion to their existing building. Uh, there's some information within the report and council has seen their um, application before and what the plans are um, and they just started with their ask and quite frankly the time frame that they had put on hoping to have work starting sometime the next month was uh, very aggressive and if they were able to do that then kudos to them but uh, when i did follow up with them i did talk to them and explained situation um, within our grants to group fund. They applied there because they felt that was the fund, the applicable fund time. Um, when I had continued conversations with them, um, it, it's pretty clear this should be dealt with separately, probably outside the grants to group application sooner. What we've done with other facilities like the primary care center or motor house or, or whatnot. Um, and they were they were fine with that. They, understand that we're working on that timetable we work in a calendar year most of our uh, funding has been allocated 
and weren't able to um, go back in time and create a budget notch for this project. So they were understandable that we um, included within our budget deliberations or um, had this a little, little bit of work for them. Um, so there's a whole bunch of options. I'll just go through uh, really quick without hitting the high notes on the advantages and disadvantages. Um, the first one is to provide them monies now. They had asked for $10,000. Again, kind of thinking that was the cap on the grants group program, and really their request to the town based on what they're requesting from other municipalities should have been more at the time and, and really is significantly more. Um, option two is that council refer this to the 2019 operating budget deliberations and try to formally incorporate this into the budget if you're so inclined. Option three is to fund the women's shelter at an amount determined by council but from general operations and not the grants to group fund. Um, when we look at the operating fund variance report later during this session, um, council will identify that there is a projected surplus right now of just over $40,000 on our, our general operations but we'll request to transfer 30 of that to an operating reserve to use it next year so um, our surplus for the upcoming 2018 years likely projected to be in the $10,000 range give or take um, upcoming changes um, so if council wanted to do this that's sort of their window anything above $10,000 could potentially put them towards a deficit position um, the staff would you know, we'd, we'd manage that and, and see what other reductions we could find at the staff level if required. Um, the fourth option is to consider the same thing, fund um, the shelter, um, again, from general operations and not cancer group, but over a period of time. So again, the women's shelter indicated that they're looking for a commitment, not necessarily health funds right up front. Um, and if we had to fund over a two or three year period, that's something that they can manage as long as they know that the commitment's there. And that's also something we would um, consider under option two if we did move this to the 2019 by the deliberations. Uh, so the final option. Oh, oh go ahead. The final option, option five, is, is don't fund the uh, women's shelter at this time. So you spoke to them directly and they. They understand that we may be able to uh, come through in the future, uh, and they're not looking necessarily for ten thousand dollars seat money. They they'd appreciate it, but really uh, they understand that they're kind of asking at an awkward time, and uh, they're. Uh, they realize everybody needs to uh, figure out where their finances are at. Yes, uh, part of the conversation did include that. It, it is a, a bit of an unfortunate time, and the quick turnaround that they're looking for is going to be very difficult to achieve. Uh, Your Worship, you touched on the fact that Greg, when you talked to them, um, 
I mean, I don't think Brownsburg Roots is the, the appropriate place for this ask. I don't think this is the kind of project work that Brownsburg Group was intended to, to cover. That's my take on that. Uh, but they, they, they don't need $10,000 immediately to do something. They weren't saying, no, great, we really need this. Okay. No, they'll, they'll take it right. you know, as a start, but I think that the entirety of their request will be higher than the $10,000. You know, they're hoping to get something more from the town. Just to follow up from my comments last week, I know it's a kind of a short time crunch, but have we been able to communicate with our municipal neighbors to see what they're doing? Um, yep, so they, um, they part of the report, we did have, <coughs> so on the final page of, of the report, and I'll just go through this really quick, um, it does show the submissions. Uh, that they have or are taking to um, other municipalities or groups in the area. So um, they did go to County Dog Lights, and I didn't follow up with, with County Dog Lights to see what their, um, like how that presentation uh, went, and that's something I can do. But they are going to notice on West County tomorrow. Uh, they are looking at some other funds, and I think they'll be looking at other uh, organizations for for sponsorship uh, opportunities. Uh, so they're, they're kind of getting all the media community players and municipalities to, to secure this funding. And once we're a little more certain what the requests were to the other municipalities, we'll, we'll talk about coordination efforts and, and see what we could, um, what we are probably able or interested to do within the, the municipal level. Okay, and also with that being said, now this is just an idea, and I know uh, we, we did this with uh, with another organization in the past, but being it's it's times kind of time sensitive to them, is there an option of doing that loan guarantee like what we did with uh, one of our not-for-profit organizations in town? Is that an option? Um, that never came up. If they were to ask, that's something we could consider. Um, I don't think the the money and dealing with the money is their issue. I think they're looking for commitments. So they don't need a loan. I think they could go to agencies, organizations to get a loan. Um, we could possibly give them a little bit better rate um, if, if they do put that ask in, but they they need commitments. They need to know where the money's coming from to pay the loan if they do get one. Okay, so uh so we have three items in front of us. Um, let's deal with the women's shelter. It sounds like uh, there should be a motion to accept for information. Although I don't make motions, so somebody else will make a different motion on that one. Let's deal with that one right off the How much money is left in this budget? Um, $11,000 approximately. Okay. okay. So, and, and this is the final intake unless something um, weird were to occur when we do our final one in December, those will most likely be 2019 charges because that's how we've done the address here. So, even though it seems early, this is the final intake that'll, that'll impact us this year. Okay, it's already past 5.30, so we need to get going here. Your Worship, I'd like to move that we accept the staff recommendations of option two and defer the um, the Women's Shelter Project to our 
17 budget deliberations for a more, more appropriate place for us to address this. All in favor? Yes. So uh, the next one will be um, uh, the TEDx Grand Prairie item. So uh, staff recommendation is $2,000. I move that um, the grants to group um, allocate $2,000 to the TEDx um, program providing it goes forth. Provided there's confirmation. Then you're okay. Okay. All in favor? Let's vote. It's passed. Okay. Uh, next item. Uh, I'd like to um, perform a motion that the, as the staff administration recommends, a $3,000 funding request to the Peace River District and Chamber to assist with the cost of their withholding a small business dinner on October 17, 2018. Okay, people want to make uh, comments, do it now before I call for a vote. Okay, all in favor? Passed. Okay, briefing note, Peace Regional Recreation Center construction update. for the month of September are concrete, concrete, and more concrete. That seems to be um, the focus of most of the construction. Um, all exterior framing is complete. You'll see the entirety of the front and the back additions to the building, which actually changes the, the whole facade of the, the building in the front now. Um, concrete really is the focus. The, all the bleachers have been poured floors are going in second floor exists yes. um the mezzanine lobby <coughs> concession washroom area up on the second floor was being poured the day or the day after that we had our construction meeting so that will be complete and they were moving downstairs onto the first floor fitness area lobby front lobby area um offices uh, and that space was going to be the focus of their concrete course for the next week or two um, interesting to note, and I'll let uh, Director McQuake uh, comment more about this, the quality of the concrete we're receiving due to the bridge construction is um, tremendous. There was a lot of joking that nothing's moving and good luck to somebody a hundred years from now to rip this building out. Yeah. You want to comment? Yeah. So anybody knows anything about concrete and usually you're looking at 35 MPA for strength of concrete for 28 days. We're reaching that in, in under seven days right now. So the concrete testing uh, that I'm seeing coming back is really good concrete numbers. And uh, in 28 days, we're reaching probably 43, 45 MPA for our concrete uh, strengths, which is outstanding. And 
and the level of uh, finishing work that's been done on the concrete today is to me like a really impressed. Yeah. Um, other pieces of equipment are coming on site with the air handling units. The interior uh, items are interior units are being installed and arriving on site. Um, we've been working on the donation information for the town website, and we have set a tour date for our municipal partners, including yourselves, for Wednesday, October 17th at 5 p.m. We're going to try a sort of after regular hours time frame to capture those individuals, uh, members of council from the other municipalities that couldn't make a daytime or a morning session, which is usually our uh, construction meetings or Thursday mornings. The architect and um, contractor will be on site through the tour, so you have the opportunity to ask them questions directly and for other municipal partners to come and do the same. Um, and we'll have lots of concrete for you to walk on. So this will be a great opportunity to actually physically feel the building and how it will function. Um, there are a number of pictures that we've included in the report for your information and viewing. Two questions. On schedule? Correct. On budget? To date. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I have a question of a name. Um, it has to do with um, sponsorship donations and stuff on the town website. So individuals can go to the town website and figure that out somehow? Yeah, there will be, it's not live yet. Autumn okay. has it all done up. We just added a couple things today. So once I've reviewed it, then we'll go live. There'll be a form, uh, PDF, a fillable PDF form on the website, but you will have to come in and pay via the town office, community services, submit your check. Uh, we won't have online payment yet. Okay. And are those, donations that such tax deductible yes and um, will any information be going by paper slow means to homes and uh, yes. yep. region people correct so we've already discussed adding it to a flyer that's going into the utility bills fairly soon and then we'll also be including this information in our um, bi-monthly community services newsletters it will be placing it in various locations regularly Okay, any other questions? Comments? Uh, may I uh, hijack conversation for two minutes just to build on uh, the staff presentation? So, uh, the column is on deck for the Chamber of Commerce on October the 3rd. So, this is a luncheon presentation. And just to perhaps. Is that October 3rd or the 4th? Uh, I have a. I have I think October it's the 3rd. The, 3rd. the Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, the uh, so I, I see myself telling a, a bit of a story, and uh, obviously Jim and Tanya are going to help me with this. But I, I think some of the key questions uh, that I anticipate certainly the what Elaine just suggested, the sponsorship question. I think uh, I want to be able to answer the question around local work. Uh, I want to uh, talk about some of sort of the uh, the, the deadlines and, and the 100th anniversary of the town and the demolition. So there's some areas around that. But I think the other thing that I want to prepare for is uh, this is somewhat, I'll just put them in the unresolved category. So the business of Darcy Hogan uh, is is unresolved and needs a solution. Uh, the business of the RFP on the fitness center and the food concession. So those are things that I would just throw out to the chamber that we're working on. And uh, hopefully I can cover all that off in 15 minute presentation. 
Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, motion to accept more information. Okay, all good. Okay, that uh, takes us to an RFD for Sisters in Spirit. What? So, Sorry, Worship. Um, town uh, recently received an invitation to attend the Sister of Spirit Walk on October 4th. Um, the invitation also requests that uh, the mayor or representative council uh, bring remarks on behalf of the town. And the group has also requested financial support, which is being processed, processed through uh, town's grants to this policy. Um, the actual number of missing and murdered Indigenous women in Canada is uncertain in circumstance, which emphasize the reality that violence against Indigenous women have long been underreported um, and unrecorded. What is uh, known is that Indigenous women are 3.5 times more likely to suffer violence than non-Indigenous women and that the violence is more likely to be severe. Homicide rates for Indigenous women are sometimes the uh, national average. Sisters in Spirit um, seek to honor the missing and murdered as well as bring attention to the ongoing issue of violence against women. On Thursday, October 4th, the group will gather in front of the Peace River Museum at 4.30. The walk will then proceed to Riverfront Park for the vigil. Um, we do have a couple of options and staff is recommending that uh, it enables council and its members to attend uh, the Sisters in Spirit Walk and that the mayor or uh, his designate bring greetings on behalf of the town. Okay, motion to that effect. Um, I, I move that council enable councillors and mayor to attend the Sisters in Spirit Walk and that the mayor or his designate bring greetings on behalf of the town on October 4th. All in favor? Um, and uh, Ms. Yoon, can you uh, put together some remarks for, for the Um That takes us to reports. Uh, there's a briefing note regarding variance report for capital projects. Is there anything you want to underscore there, Mr. Town, McQuaig, Parker, I don't know who's in this item. Mr. Town uh, and Ms. McQuaig, uh, if you have any questions of the report, uh, they'll be more than happy to uh, discuss it. Okay. Um, any new uh, trio want to underscore on capital budgets? Besides the fact that the arena is on schedule and on budget. Your Worship. Um, so the 99th Street slide is is all but almost done. It's looking like. That's correct. Uh, we're essentially done up there. The only thing that we have are a couple uh, items on our underground work, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, McMillan will be back in about three weeks to complete. Right now, their focus is up at the uh, drying decks and leachate pond and getting that project completed. And then while we're waiting for parts to come in, uh, then we'll flip back over to the slide and finish that piece off. At that point, I'll know how much money we have left in that project budget and then we can make a decision on whether we're going to do Shop Creek next spring or not. I'm sorry, what did you We're going to look at uh, Shop Creek that base. And so okay. this is a spray on concrete finish. And what that does is it uh, extends the longevity of the infill piles on there, which are a weaker concrete. 
uh, as opposed to your structural tiles, which are the ones that we want to make sure are there and are nice and stay there for quite a while. But this, the infill tiles are a little more sacrificial. It's shock treatment, it will extend the longevity of those. And also that's enough to kind of make it a little more aesthetically pleasing as well. But it has a twofold function. Thank you. Um, are you happy with the results? Yes, uh, no, I think that the project, you know, for the complexity that uh, that project undertook, I think uh, it's one we completed basically on time and within our existing project budget and allows us a little bit of flexibility at the end to tackle a few little extras if we need to. Just one more, Your Worship. Uh, I see that the lower west piece dike stairs did not get done. Those ones are we're scheduling to have done in October, and our facilities maintenance team are just finishing up with the pool, and that's their very next project after that one. So we anticipate that done by the end of October. So all the ones in that list that are not done, those are fall projects? Some of them are we're getting started on the engineering phase. Operations heavy equipment and the operation fleet vehicles, mm -hmm. and same for the wastewater fleet vehicles. That's uh, more of a fall project for me to, to crank those open and get that completed. Uh, neighborhood infrastructural removal, as you know, that one is ongoing. Uh, we finished 103rd Street by mid October, and then the remainder of that phase, we're sliding that part of the project into next spring. And that's just to make sure that we get one third of the street done and our residents can get back to some sense of normalcy up there. The uh, Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 1 and 2, Lift Station 4 and Lift Station 5, those ones are all undergoing engineering right now and we're anticipating having that engineering completed by Christmas with tenders ready for next February and going forth into our capital plan next year, what we're projecting is to getting uh, Shaftesbury Serving Part 2 done and Lift Station 4 done next year, mm -hmm. and then the other two projects will follow the year after that. Another fall project I'm working on right now is uh, just getting the Reservoir 365 engineering completed, that's with that line in there, so it's uh, looking at getting that engineering completed uh, Around Christmas third year, we're looking at tendering probably uh, February and March with that project. So there'll be a little bit of engineering carryover over Christmas to get that done. Uh, but with the aim of tendering that out next March and starting construction next uh, spring. Okay. And the boiler replacements uh, for that one and the pool, I'm currently working on with uh, our consultant right now to get those tenders out the door. And the last one is the sewage uh, sludge press, and that one there, you should see the tender going up this week on that one. Okay. Thank you. 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 Th
for the procurement of the slider press. We'll be carrying a little of that project over into the uh, spring uh, because it is a fairly long order and we've kind of run into some hiccups with the suppliers on the back order. So, but uh, we are getting that one underway. Thank you. Just one more note. <coughs> Sorry. Um, Saddleback Park is underway. Public Works has removed all the old equipment. Earthworks is beginning, and installation of the actual playgrounds will be occurring in October. So we'll be done by the end of October with that project also. That's with some heavy duty concrete footings. I couldn't help notice that Mr. McQuaid was pretty quiet to start off, but once Councillor Downing wound them up, he couldn't uh, stop. Hey, Mr. Nino. Uh, just priming it up. <clears throat> so, can we come back to the neighborhood renewal? So, I, I made political promises that that project was going to be done before the snow flies. That's not the case. Is this? Is this on us or is this on the contractor? Uh, Dave, Dave Phillips of Environment Canada was on the radio saying it will be a warm fall. In the early winter will be fall and will be warm as well. So that's how that work with man. The, I, I work with man upstairs, Councillor. <laughs> try that again. I'm sorry, I, I missed that. <laughs> Listen, I'm also having work with the man upstairs. On, on that situation. Well, I went up to the project today and I'll tell you, I couldn't find anybody working up there. And it's like, what the hell? Like, I'm up there at 10 o'clock this morning and I see equipment all over the place and I don't see anybody doing anything. And I go over to the 99th Street project or I go out on the highway, I see crews of 30, 40 guys working. I go over there and I don't see a bloody soul. I don't get it. Uh, so, that's a question I'm, I'm not sure. I'll go back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. This is crazy. Where you go up there following Richard Armstrong and have me well, meet you? Well, I hope Richard Armstrong's listening because he needs to fix this. He gets a contract, people expect service, get out there and get the bloody job done. So are there communications going on in terms of to the residents on 103rd Street or are we keeping that up? Yes, uh, the contractor sent a note around to all residents on Friday uh, addressing the overall construction schedule coming up and then uh, also looking at uh, the around the gator service and also kind of addressing vehicles going through that park up there. So all that was addressed on Friday. Okay. Any other questions on the capital? Uh, that'll take us to briefing note, variance report for operations budget. Is there anything you want to highlight here, Mr. Town? Or Ms. Councillor Downing wants you up. Did you want me to go through the items one by one or just uh, take that? Okay. The number 40,000 you said earlier was a good number. Let's go on. So okay. we'll, and we'll talk about that really quick. Um, just because, you know, at this point, based on our projections, we are projecting an operating budget, and again, this is not water and sewer, uh, a surplus position of $40,600. There was a recommendation. Um, there's three projects that staff have identified they would like to uh, defer to next year, um, unable to do them. So there's really two options when this happens. We could either leave it in the budget and incur a surplus this year, 
before we ask for permission to move the money into a reserve and then bring it back into 2019 and there's no there's no financial impact so we felt that this was the most prudent uh, way of doing it so the exterior work at, at the basketball um, we weren't able to achieve that this year um, so we'd like uh, we're requesting permission to transfer thirty thousand dollars from the operating budget to the general operating reserve to deal with that in 2019 and then on the water sewer side there's two projects um, the first is a um, automatic gate opener at the water treatment plant and then uh, sewer treatment plant lighting improvements uh, non-explosive uh, lighting at the sewer treatment plant which uh, due to the um, air quality conditions out there um, is something that could could happen and that's a request of 32,500 from this uh, sewer operating budget water sewer operating budget to the air reserve so are you going to come with a rfd for that in, a, in another meeting or I, I, could, I, was, I was hoping to do that tonight if council so inclined but if not i can bring an rfd to our next council meeting so what are the uh, what what is your request again so you've got three of them there right yes so on page three of three of the report the first recommendation says council recommend or staff recommends the council approve the transfer of thirty thousand dollars from the operating budget to the general operating reserve to fund out the basketball <coughs> exterior improvements in 2019. Okay, did someone write that down? Yeah, it's in it's okay. right down here. So uh Greg, sorry. Was that all was the uh exterior at the basketball hall in our twenty eighteen budget? Yes. Okay. All three of these projects were. Were. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, second item is so the second motion would be staff recommend that council approve the transfer of thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars from the operating budget to the water and wastewater operating reserve to fund the water treatment plant gate opener and the sewer treatment plant lighting improvements in 2019. I thought we just hired a, uh, somebody for you to open that gate. Uh, no, the automated process is a little more secure and a bit cheaper. Why don't you just get Hire somebody with a little brawn. Grease the wheels. So I can okay. have my crosswalk. Yes, exactly. I don't see. <laughs> They're not going to get run over opening the gate. My kid's going to get run over crossing 97. Okay, what's the third item? Uh, those, those are the two uh, recommendations. Okay. Okay, uh, well, we'll do that right after we uh, we go to the third report, which is uh, Peace River Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee Skills Weekend Report. I understand, Deputy Mayor, you wanted this on the agenda. Uh, yes, I'd just like to report that we had a very successful weekend. We had 56 students. Um, uh, 14 of them came from Grand Prairie and more local areas and the rest were all from Edmonton and they were in first and second year nursing and uh, uh, medical doctor and other health care programs anyways they arrived in Peace River on Friday night they stayed two nights in a hotel um, they spent all day Saturday up at the hospital going through uh, seven or eight stations and I think Autumn managed to get a couple of pictures of them suturing pork and 
practicing. And apparently that was the first time that these students um, got to actually do that practice stuff, so they were quite excited. Um, they also came from Snow in Edmonton and came to our nice uh, weekend here, so they were quite impressed with that. Uh, we had uh, a nice supper at Athabasca Hall, and uh, thank you, Town of Peaceur, for um, allowing that. And then they uh, also toured out to um, Canwest APL on Sunday morning. They went over to Lavoie's Dairy Farm and got to go through the milking barns and pet some cows and stuff. And they ended with um, uh, Bounce on the Northern Sunrise Bouncy Pillow, and off they went back to um, Edmonton or thereabouts. I estimate that it was it brought about $17,000 to the economy of the town, excluding the busing, which would have come from um, Edmonton. So I'd just like to uh, thank the town for its uh, support, and um, hopefully we manage to have a few more of these mini conferences and uh, bring more people to town. That's it. Excellent. So I need uh, a number of motions here. The first motion needs to be a, a motion to accept for information the various report on capital projects. So let's just need them out there. So there's two motions being asked of administration. One is uh, the $30,000 uh, moving to uh, reserves from the Athabasca Hall exterior project. Who wants to meet that one? Valley? Okay, do you want to voice it? How does okay. it read there? Yeah, I'd like to make a motion based on the staff recommendation that council approve the transfer of the 30000 from operating budget to the general operating reserve to fund the Athabasca Hall exterior improvements in 2019. All in favor? Yes, sir. Would you rather it be a no, 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 don't, don't say that. Don't, 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 don't. That's, that's, that's workshop coming. talk. That's not meeting yeah. talk. Next. No, next. Next, next motion. <laughs> we have another motion. I thought you said a number of motions. We got uh, We're the, all the, about the time earlier. Transfer 32,500. Are you going to you make an hour? Sure. So that's what is it going to read? Put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, that council approve the transfer of $32,500 from the operating budget the water and wastewater operating reserve to fund the water treatment plant gate opener and sewer treatment plant lighting improvements in 2019. okay all in favor Done. and um, um, one last motion to accept the peace river Healthcare attraction and retention committee skills report for information who's going to make that motion i don't know do i make I can make it. Okay, all in favor? Okay, that takes us to information. Uh, uh, we've got uh, how many items do we do we have any carryovers? We uh, no. Oh yeah, perhaps the Peace Library System Board. So there's uh, seven items. Uh, the update on the Peace Regional Primary Care Center. Uh, is there anything you want to underscore there, Deputy Mayor? Uh, no, I believe it's all in the report and they seem to be more or less on schedule and dealing with some of the fiber optics and stuff like that. Okay, uh, there's the minutes of the March 28th 
April 25th and May 23rd meetings of the Community Service Board. Is there anything you want to underscore there, Mr. Ford? No, everything, sir. Okay, good. Uh, there's the minutes of the March 21st, June 13th, 2018 meetings of the Museum Board. Are you on the Museum Board? Yes, I Good. And then you want to underscore that? No. Okay. Uh, minutes of the June 25th, August 13 minutes meetings of the Municipal Planning Commission. Uh, three of you were on that, I think. Yeah. How many uh, development permits for cannabis stores out there? There are five. It's all five. Right now. One on the West Hill, which is what we were dealing with, is that it's uh, discretionary use on the West Hill and four in the downtown, which are all permitted use, so we need to look at them. People must think there's a big market for cannabis out here. Uh, I think the general feeling was that the market will sort out whatever uh, extras it may discover. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let the free marketplace take its, its run at it. Okay, and anything else you want to highlight on the, on the minutes? Nothing. Okay, there's an email received September 17th from Call to Recycle. Battery recycling cost increase. Uh, anybody want to handle that, Mr. Needham? You're a big recycler. Well, it's uh, another one of the failed programs of the recycling business these days. So, uh, in the old days, what would happen is uh, we would end up with a, when I say we, the Peace Region Waste Management Company, would end up with a cardboard box about that big and about that shallow. You fill it full of batteries and you send it back to the recycling agency. So now if you read the letter, I think it's, is it 85 or 95? I think it's 95 dollars. So the, so the government, so the, the program still exists, but now the municipality has to pay for this recycling. So it's it's a problem. And uh, we talked about this issue. I was at a event last week. That's just one example. The, the whole fee structure we still collect a nickel for a quart of oil, which was the nickel that we collected 20 years ago. It's the same $4 on tires. Uh, the paint program is in trouble, and now this program is uh, is in trouble. Uh, when I say it's in trouble, it, it's it's a cost that's gonna come back to the municipality. So there's a, a letter campaign underway, and I believe, well, the minister was at the event that I was at last weekend. Uh, uh, a number of speakers spoke to the, the issue, and uh, I guess we'll see where it goes. So, well, when they uh, withdraw the five cent piece from circulation, you might see an increase in price. Okay, uh, number seven, Peace Library System Board Meeting Highlights for September 15, 2018. Uh, Ms. Manzer, I think, is this your library group? Yes. I just draw your attention to the little chart on quick facts. Um, there's the number of municipalities involved in our regional library system is quite large. There's 38 municipalities, one Métis settlement, 45 public libraries, and 50 schools that are all um, members. So it's quite a large region and lots of good work is done. Well, so are you saying that we're a literate society here? Northwestern Alberta. We have all sorts of literacy happening. Great. 
So along those lines, will you give me a motion to accept uh, items 10.1 through to 10.7 inclusive for information? Yes. Okay. Spread all the paper. Well done. Passed. Any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are any worship. Okay. Thank you. Um, the gallery looks fair, so I'm assuming there won't be any comments from the public. Uh, key communication items. Uh, I'm going to open it up to the press to to highlight uh, what they thought was interesting and the uh, if they if they want to line up any interviews, sound bites, etc., etc. Can I talk with somebody tomorrow about the airport stuff and other matters? I would think Mr. Uh, Mr. Will uh, Stewart would be the best person, correct? Yeah, I realized that you think the meeting's over, Mr. Parker, but <laughs> Mr. Stewart, is he the best person to answer uh, airport questions? He is your worship. I might be coordinating that one, Mr. Stewart. Okay. The Okay. Great. Um, and also with the uh Danny, you want to do anything about the the update about the new facility or the uh new arena? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. This uh, you might as well talk to Mr. Needham. He's got a bump he's got to rev up for uh, his meeting with the Chamber of Commerce on that item. Um he's well first. I won't, I won't be revving up. I'll probably I'll provide you hard facts. Nothing wrong with revving up there, Paul. I thought I'd try something different. I agree. So, talk with you tomorrow, Paul? Yep. Yeah, he was passed with that, I'll tell you. Yeah, he's, or you could meet him out at 103rd Street. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in the middle of anything up there myself, so how about you call me? Talk to you. Sure. Yes? Yeah. Words like me. I'll give you a, you can, you got my number right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, can I have a quick for running slow moves. By who? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, uh, in the performance review. So. Oh. Oh, Besides, I want you to get home in time before it gets dark. Good 
is uh, your worship i did want to remind everyone that it's orange shirt day on the 30th although i think the schools are are celebrating on the 28th on friday yeah. friday okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, there's here anything else that the press has missed that needs to be emphasized? I would emphasize council's strategic plan. Once we've got a finalized copy of that, we'll put that up on the website as well. Okay. 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 We're, we're still a radio silence on that women's shelter thing until we get the word on that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and that is so. Actually, at the last video, she told, she came by and said, say nothing, so. Okay. Well, she hasn't said to say anything yet, so. No, no. Okay. I guess we'll stay silent on that. Although it's pretty open secret, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand there's no in-camera items tonight, Mr. Parker. There are none, Your Worship. Great. I will take a motion to adjourn this meeting. All in favor of Mr. Floyd's motion? Done.